Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, the mental health podcast that's changing the discussion one voice at a time. Featuring guests that will help end the stigma and keep talking mental health. And now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Joe Lombardo. Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0. Hey guys, uh, welcome to Voices for Change 2.0 today on this, the last Saturday of June. Oh geez, it is, doesn't it? In the year of our Lord, 2020. And I uh, hope you can hear us. We're we're having uh, having some technical issues over here, so don't know if you're actually hearing anything or not. <laughs> um, but we're gonna we're gonna act as though you can, <laughs> and assume that you can hear us. Yes, we can hear. Yay! Okay, okay cool. You can That's hear us. That's good. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna say. All right, so never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, this is live radio, people. This is flying by the seat of our pants, and uh, so we're, uh, we're we're doing good. We're okay. We're yeah, all okay we're here. we're hanging in there. How, been how are you? A lot going on. There has been a lot going on, and there's going to be a lot going on for us too. Um, during the course of the week, Beck and I have resolved to start getting things cleaned up and in a better state of mind and a better state of being and get ourselves in a better state of being. So that said, I'll be spending all day in the basement getting it cleaned up and cleaned out. and Get the treadmill so it works. Yep. Uh, get the... Uh, we've got a big heavy bag for punching on in the basement. My heavy bag. I love that thing. I just don't ever get to use it very much. Yeah. Part of the reason being that there is stuff all around it. So I will be clearing out said stuff and just making every possible effort to get uh, that area of the house in a better situation so we can get our, start getting ourselves healthier because let's face it. um, We're not getting any younger. No, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, I I told Beck last night, you know, I want her around for another four years, and I want to be around for her for another four years. And the, I think the only way either of us are going to do that is if we take the initiative to be more active and do more physically, uh, get, you know, get moving, uh start up our yoga program again and, uh, you know, just pretty much make it a priority to live for each other. Yeah, absolutely. And if any of you are curious about um, or you're looking for a new uh, fitness program or you've heard about DDP yoga and you're not sure about it, uh, it's definitely worth the money. Um, you know, when we were doing it actively before I got hurt and then Joe got hurt, um, it was really helping us out a lot. So, um, check it out. It's 
uh, a former wrestler, and you know we love wrestling. So we, we do love our wrestling. So it's a former wrestler named Diamond Dallas Page, and he's come up with this um, yoga program that you can start at the very beginning, like with a chair next to you, and go all the way up to, you know, kicking butt. Kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> all the way up to the, the most advanced program. So, um and that's an all in one set of DVDs. So Yeah, it's uh it's for sure a great program and uh you know, we've actually talked to DDP in the past. Uh he is quite a colorful character. Yes, and, he is. You know, you we can... <laughs> we had him on our show. I've talked to him on the phone before. Um he was gracious enough that when I reached out to him about my situation, that he actually called me. Yeah. And he talked to me about my situation and everything that was going on. And of course, I'm fangirling out the whole time. Like, yeah. da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. um, that was very exciting for me. And then we had him on our show. Um, a while back. It's been a while now. A couple years now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, well, I was so afraid we were going to get kicked off iHeartRadio <laughs> because he was dropping F-bombs left and right. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, like I said, he's a colorful individual uh, and some definitely some great stories. But the program itself um, is excellent. You know, mm-hmm. uh, go on YouTube, look up. Uh, you know, just put in DDP yoga and um, you'll see some really inspirational stories on there, like about uh, this one gentleman named Arthur. Yeah, you can't um, miss Arthur's story. Yeah. He, uh, he's amazing and he's he's training now. He's yeah. one of the trainers he, and he started out on crutches. Yeah, he was virtually immobile and went from that to now is a trainer of DDP. He lost a ton of weight and can do all this physical stuff. He's, he's incredible. He's, he's totally an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd be somebody good to have on the show sometime too. Yeah. If we could ever get a hold of him. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so that's, uh, if you're looking around for something that isn't high impact, but definitely works, uh, look into it. Okay. And that's, that's all we're going to say about that. Yeah. So. But let's get on with our guest for today. Let's get on with the getting on. Yeah. We are very excited to have her back on the show. <laughs> she is a friend of the show, and we've been debating all morning whether or not she's been on two times or three times. <laughs> yeah. Um, we Joe thinks it's three, and I think it's two. But nevertheless, <laughs> <laughs> we're excited to have her back on the show again. So. Um, she is a mental health advocate. She's an author. Um, she's cute as a button. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and please welcome to the show, everybody, the lovely, wonderful, and talented Miss Hannah Bloom. Oh, hello, guys. How are you? It's two, by the way. It's two. It's a two. Okay. So, so is this? So is today the third time then? Yes, third time's a charm. I was right. I was right. Oh, yeah, so that we were, is true. That's you what we were, were debating. I'm glad I settled that out. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. 
<laughs> We're happy to have you. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's been like a couple of years. I've been waiting yeah. for this day. <laughs> how, uh, how have you been? I've been really good. You know, uh, I'm in California, so I moved out to California, like, right during the quarantine type of thing. But, you know, like, I'm doing great, honestly. I can't complain. I'm really grateful for everything, just with everything going on in the world. I think waking up is a blessing, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's actually, in this day and age, that's a great attitude to have. It's like, oh, my eyes are open again yeah. <laughs> how about that that's all you but but you know you can you can send out some you know you can still be grateful i know it's hard sometimes to even get out of bed but um it's yeah everything is good everything is good i can't complain good that's good yeah we, we're finding out that the older you get the the more exponentially it sucks getting out of bed yeah i'm so. sure are you serious yeah. I have that to look forward to. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yep, absolutely. You know, uh, I tell people this all the time. You know, when I was younger and growing up, nobody older in my life ever warned me that getting older sucked. Um, they left me oh. to figure it out for my own, and I have, and it does. It's It sucks. I'm sorry. I That's my personal opinion, and if that offends you, I'm sorry, but maybe you need to be offended. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, so now I take it upon myself to warn everybody that's, you know, way younger than me that, yeah, you know, stuff starts breaking when you turn 30 and it gets worse when you turn 40. Yeah. Um, so it's a drag, you know, so it's it's downhill from here. Yeah. You know, so I, I, especially the, the 20 year olds that I encounter like through work and stuff, I tell them, look. Enjoy your 20s while you got them, because eventually the stuff you're doing now is going to hurt. So, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, oh, I no, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, when you can go to sleep and hurt yourself while you're asleep, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's some messed up stuff right there, you know, and oh, that's, God. that happens to both of us. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll wake up and like yesterday, Beck wakes up. Why does my eye hurt? Yes, yeah. I have like a scratch <laughs> oh, on my eyeball. Why that happened or how it happened is is beyond me. It's it feels a little bit better right now, but um, if I go to sleep and I accidentally lay on the right side, which is where the the scratch is, I wake up and I'm in hell. So, <laughs> it's like. It's under my eyelid, so I have no clue as to how it possibly happened. But uh, anyway, that's that's enough of our pissing and moaning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is all stuff you get to look forward to, Hannah. I'm um, so excited! Thank you for that motivation. Well, that's what we do. We motivate. <laughs> um, so where in California are you now? Because uh, it's awesome that you're out there. Yeah, so I am in uh, San Diego. Uh, you know, what is it, the sunshine? No, that's Florida. But I'm in San Diego, and I, I really like it. I love it. That's awesome. My cousin lives in San Diego. Um, if her coffee shop was still open, I'd send you there. But uh, oh. I think it's 
uh, it was called the Lazy Hummingbird. And, uh, you know, she was real proud of it and stuff. I don't know what she's doing now. Uh, the last thing I saw online from her was uh, she was looking for an RV. <laughs> so oh, I don't know if she's no. going to go traveling or what she's going to do. Last year we oh. went to Laguna Beach for a mental health conference. Oh. And we fell absolutely in love with it, with the resort, with Laguna Beach. Yep. Just, oh. It was just absolutely amazing oh it's it's i mean you can't complain like i'm in i'm an east coast girl you know at heart but um or you know a southern bell i've got that mix going on but the thing is is that so when i came to california i was one of those people that was like ah you know i'm an east coast girl but it's beautiful (laughs) here i mean you can't deny it like the weather and honestly like I feel that my mental health, right, has even improved because I was able to get a, I'm like in a place where the sun is always shining through and I have my doors open. I shouldn't say that for people out there. They're like, oh, she keeps her doors <laughs> open. Um, but no, but in, in the sunlight comes in and, you know, like I've been going up and down. I think everybody has, right? And it's been nice to be here because, I don't know. It's helped my mental health definitely during this time. That's That's good. That's good. You know, and and I was actually, I want one of the questions I was going to ask you, um, we're going to actually skip our first one for now and go right to the second one, which is, uh, you know, what kind of impact has the pandemic had on your mental health and what are you doing to cope? Yeah. So, um, the, um, I can't, it's it's always difficult, right, because I've always gone through highs and lows, and so I don't think I'll really, really know exactly how the pandemic has affected my mental health until we're way out of it. You know how sometimes it takes, like, being out of a situation to look back and be like, oh, wait a minute, I did not feel well during that time. Um, yeah. I think I'll have. Yeah, I think I'll have like a better idea later on. But I will say, I mean, I think personally, I feel really lucky because as someone living with mental illness, I've I've been okay. I mean, I work from home anyways. I'm lucky that I've been able to keep my job. And when you're creating, I mean, you guys know, even in the podcast, when you have a job that's centered around creativity you can entertain your mind with anything with a lot of things like I can write I can do this I can do my blog I can do this so I've been filling my time up with that um but so I haven't it's been okay it's been okay I've had a couple of instances like there was which I don't even know if it related to quarantine, but I had jumped off my meds for like a week or two, which was the most Mm. insane idea. And I don't know why I did it. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, But that could have had an effect on it maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that happens with us whenever one of us runs out of our meds and it's too early to, to get it filled. You know, I know for me, I'm, sweating it because I'm like, all right, how am I going to become unhinged? You know? Yeah. And, uh, oh. you know, same thing with back, you know, she just chill, you know, if it's too early, we had this problem in the past. It's not so much a problem now, but in the past we had, she had this very difficult doctor that, Mm-mm. you know, she has a hard time. 
she has a hard time getting out of the house. You know, she just mm-hmm. does. You know, she has agoraphobia and yeah. You know, so getting out to see him would be difficult, and she would need a refill, and he'd be like, well, you have to come see me to get the refill. And, oh. you know, she would run out of her medication for two weeks because she couldn't get in to see him and start going through withdrawals, you know? And that's just, it wasn't cool. So the doctor that we have now is awesome. and She's amazing. Oh, I I am so blessed with that. Uh, it took 20 years to find yeah. her. Oh, Rebecca is nuts. That's the true insanity there is what we have to deal Mm -hmm. with when it comes to doctors, psychiatrists, and all of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that's the – yep. Are you there? Yes. Oh, yeah. I said, can you hear me? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can hear you now. We can hear you. Oh, sorry. Okay. yeah, no, uh, I was just saying that, you know, it, it's like unacceptable for it ha- to have taken that long, 20 years to get mm-hmm. a proper doctor. I mean, I get it didn't take 20 years, but it took way longer for me, too, than it should. It took, you know, six, seven years. And I'm exactly right there with you. When you get a good doctor that you're with, it is the biggest blessing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, right now we're doing, you know, um, online appointments. Mm-hmm. And she lets me text her if I need uh, a refill on something or something's going on. And that's just, it makes things so much easier for me because I'm just not that outgoing of a person. And I I don't like to make phone calls. and <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. really, yeah, no, it's, it's terrible with me. The phone, I what was find that? a lot of people, I, I find that, a, can, um, I find that a lot of people with mental illness really struggle to have conversations over the phone because I really struggle with this as well. And I know like a bunch of other people with bipolar disorder, they don't answer their phone. They have this anxiety as well about like talking mm-hmm. over the phone. Do you get that? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely I do. And it it feels so ridiculous to to look back on it and to yeah. to consider it. It just feels like the most ridiculous thing, but I just can't seem to do it. Yeah, I get it. Hey, at least you're honest about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it- it's funny. Because I, I usually end up being the one talking on the phone. Like, I'll handle phone calls for her and stuff. And uh, sometimes we'll get people, well, is Rebecca available? I'm like, oh, this is her husband. Yeah, but she, yeah. is she available? I'd like to talk to her. And it's like, well, you can talk to me. <laughs> you, know, you know, and Put on a girly you know, it's boy. funny because sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yes, this is her. Can yeah, I help you? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, but you, you do what you have to do to accommodate things, you know. And I think she and I actually divvy up pretty well the the ways to communicate because I tell everybody to email her instead of me because I'm, yeah. I'm terrible with email, you know. I'm just, I'm not the guy. You know, I've, she'll, she'll tell you I've got thousands of emails unread <laughs> in my account. Yeah. He really yeah. does, literally thousands. 
Yeah, I'm oh, just I'm terrible with oh, email. And it's just I I get so much junk email. It's it's crazy. Yeah, so, it's junk. It's junk is a killer. Yeah, you know. So for me, I, I can't justify taking two hours to clear out my email. So it just keeps piling up and piling up, piling up. <laughs> but I'll handle the phone calls all day, and you know, I know she appreciates that. You know, and. Yep. You know, once in a while, the, we'll reach a situation where I can't, you know, if I'm at work or something, and, you know, it's like, I'm sorry, babe, I can't call, you have to, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So are you still blogging and or vlogging? Yes. Okay, so I still have my blog, Halfway to Hannah. Um, I uh, am actually going to, I haven't posted, I need to start doing, I've been really busy, and so it, it becomes difficult when you're the only contributor, obviously it's it's my blog and I have guest features, but I haven't been posting as often as I'd like. So this summer I'm going to start getting back on it on a weekly basis, but it's still there. It's got new content on it. I've got my blog. Now, I do not vlog anymore. No, I uh, I stopped about a year or two years ago. I just, I love doing videos and I have a YouTube channel, but honestly, it needs a lot of work and, but I love being on video. I love doing videos. It's just for me, the vlogging when it came to sharing my life with bipolar disorder didn't, it didn't feel natural. It didn't feel natural um, for me personally. And I felt like I was putting on a show a little bit and, you know, like, hi guys, you know, it's Hannah and I have bipolar disorder kind of thing. And um, I, I decided to take a step back for a while until I could learn how to vlog in a way that I felt like I was being more honest about everything and, and getting really personal. And everyone thinks it's crazy. Everyone, my little cousins who are big social media people and everything and on <laughs> YouTube, they're like, oh, my gosh, Hannah, you've got a vlog, you know. And maybe I <laughs> will start again. But there's so much going on right now um, with just mental illness and mental health that has to be addressed, um, like, big time. Uh, so I really just want to focus on that and, you know, activism right now versus anything else. That was a long story about the reason why I'm not vlogging. Obviously, I had to get something <laughs> off. I like no, to it's, get it's something fine. off my chest. But that's no, it's, it's absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah, you know, and I and I get that. You know, there's that part of you that feels like you have to put on a performance, you know, that exactly. you're not – uh, over the top about something, then, you know, you feel like you're shortchanging whoever's watching your video. And being able to come to terms with, all right, I don't need to do that. I just need to, to wear my heart on my sleeve and, and put myself yeah. out there like this, you know, and that's really hard to do. It's a very vulnerable feeling. And, you know, that's one of the many reasons I don't do anything video wise besides I feel like I have a face for radio but um it's just but yeah I just you know being being a performer uh it's 
you know, there's two personalities to it, you know, and you've got when you're a performer, you're on, you know, and you're, mm-hmm. you know, it's you at 10 plus level. And when you're not performing, then you're, you know, completely a different person, you know, and, and you see that exactly. across entertainment, you know, yeah, you, we're you hear about it. Every- mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? you know, there's, we all wear masks. We all wear exactly. masks. Oh, yeah. True. Yep. Literally yeah. Literally and, and figuratively. Yeah. I'm definitely going to start doing it again because uh, especially I know that the, like, you know, I, I don't know how to refer, but I guess my audience, right, or the uh, people in the community, I know that they do, like, when I do videos and, and stuff. So I'm going to start doing them again, and I'm excited. It's just. Uh, you know, when the timing is right. Uh, I don't like ever, I think when you start to get into the video thing you have and you get, uh, if you gained a following and stuff, then you've got the pressure to stick to the mold of what's like you're doing. And and so we'll see, we'll see. I, I definitely will be doing more. I just have to, especially after quarantine, honestly, this has kind of put everything on hold. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or at least but- that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah, it's well, you know, it's 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 easier to justify being able to take a step back on a situation when you have quarantine because it's like, all right, now I'm confronted with, you know, this being my new normal. You know, uh, going out versus not going out, doing this versus doing that, all all sorts of different things, and you have to stop and reassess and figure out all right, how am I going to work around this? You know, it, it's, it's, there's a part of me that's actually kind of happy this whole thing happened, you know, mm-hmm. uh, happy is the wrong word because, you know, my heart breaks for the 122,000 plus souls that we've lost and all this thing. But, you know, just the fact that it's forced everybody to, to stop and take a look at what's going on and take yeah. a look at ourselves and, you know, maybe take a breather and reevaluate what our prior, what our priorities are and what we want to do and what we need to do, you know, that's – it's a benefit, you know, and the, and the planet's benefited from it, you know, uh, pollution has gone down from it, yeah. You know, so that's some that's some good stuff that's been associated with that. And mm-hmm. on that note, on that note, we're going to take a break. So yeah, we're going to take our our, take our break. So um, yeah. we will catch you on the other side of Brandon Stanso. I just want you to be happy. It was hard to come home to see the closet half empty The old denim jacket was all that you left me Pictures are gone, just a nail on the wall It's like you never lived here at all I go out with my friends, people ask how I'm doing But my heart's not quite done, I try not to lose it I run to the bathroom so they don't see me cry The truth is that I'm not alright I tried to write you a letter Say all the things I need to say Thought I would feel a little better But at the end of the day My broken heart wants to hate you But all I keep coming back to Is even though you really hurt me 
just want you to be happy And letting you go, that's when I knew I must have really loved you Cause even if it don't involve me I still want you to be happy I can honestly say it was good till it wasn't Thought I'd see you this weekend Didn't see this coming You're working through something But you said that you tried So concerned that you'd hurt me It hurt more that you lied I kept a shirt and a sweater This close to throwing them all away Thought I would feel a little better But at the end of the day My broken heart wants to hate you But all I keep coming back to is even though you really hurt me I just want you to be happy And letting you go, that's when I knew I must have really loved you Cause even if it don't involve me I still want you to be happy If you're anything like me Time can kill the memories But don't forget we Broken heart wants to hate you But all I keep coming back to Is even though you really hurt me I just want you to be happy And letting you go, that's when I knew I must have really loved you Cause even if it don't involve me I still want you to be happy I still want you to be happy I just want you to be happy. Hey, welcome back to Voices for Change 2.0. I'm Joe. She's Rebecca. She's the love of my life. She's my <laughs> little cutie patootie. My little sexy pants. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, and I love her. So and I, I love you oh. too. And I will never okay. will never stop saying that on this show. Or oh any other my gosh. <laughs> and on okay. the line we have <laughs> the beautiful, lovely, and talented and wonderful Ms. Hannah Bloom. Thank you. So happy to be here and thank you for hitting me with those compliments. Always the nice. Well, <laughs> you know, so what we do. Hey, I wanted to ask you before we uh, – we're, we're going to jump into your book in a second, but <clears throat> before we do that, I, I wanted to ask, as we were talking about before the break, <clears throat> not my loss of voice, but um, uh, you know how hard it is finding a doctor. You know, Being that you've moved now uh, to California, h- how has been the doctor search for you? Um, has it been – Difficult, or we were you able to find a good one right away, or is it still a work in progress? What, what's going on with that? Yeah, um, definitely, definitely, <clears throat> it was. It took a little bit of time. I, I mean, like we were saying before, when you find the doctor, right? Um, you build a an, an extreme connection with them because you feel like that's rare to come by. So in North Carolina, I was like crying, you know, like holding my 
you know, psychiatrist legs, like begging, you know, I'm like, <laughs> You, you know, because we've been, I've been with them for, I mean, her, excuse me, for uh, five, six years, and they changed my life. And so, you know, I was like a little kid. They're like, Hannah, we need to branch out sometimes, you know, like, don't be scared <laughs> because I, I struggle. And I'm very open about this now because I think that it needs to be recognized immediately is the fact that, uh, the mental health system and, and a lot, I'm not saying all, but the access to good and really, I don't know, like good treatment is very difficult. So when I came to California, I was very nervous about starting over that search. I did end up after, so I didn't almost, I didn't, I was, I was, Actually, if you can believe it, I was going back to North Carolina like every three months. And then at one oh, point, wow. yeah, my psychiatrist was like, this is enough because you, you're living out there now. Like, get it together. So, <laughs> yeah, she was like, she was like, this has gone too far. You know, like now I'm not even allowing you back because this is crazy. And. Um, so, so I have an aunt and family here who is absolutely wonderful. And, you know, like, uh, Rebecca, it seems like you guys work together. You know, I mean, I know you and Joe, right, work together. So she was really that the one that was like, we've got to find you someone. Here's the list of numbers. And I found someone. Um, and, and, you know, we've got the great thing is, is it's not as difficult for me because I've gotten to a point where I'm decently educated about what works and what doesn't. And so Mm -hmm. I don't go in now to doctor's appointments. Like I go in telling them first what I am on, what's been working and what my objectives are with treatment, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's a lot easier when you're going in kind of like I I don't know you know when you've got to start that process so it was yeah it was it was pretty good I'm really happy that I found someone uh that you know I mean we're not BFF or anything she's very nice but you know we get the meds taken care of and uh we move on I, I struggle to trust people like the mental health system so I kind of like that little bit of distance now um which I need to mm-hmm. get it to yeah. I little bit more trustful probably but whatever um i guess that will come with time just like age and falling apart you know just take me out yeah my doctor um it's so funny because uh sometimes she will ask me if she's put me on something she will ask me and say do you have something else that you want me to put you on which I have what? never experienced before. No. And um, it's it's amazing because sometimes there is something else that I want her to put me on. Like I'll do research and I'll find something that um, sounds like it'll help me more. Yeah. Or and this this is funny. You're you're gonna laugh at this, but have you ever heard of? Um, uh, is it called what the Jason and oh Thorazine yeah have you heard of Thorazine 
Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah it's I've been around it. for a really long time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I was joking around, and um, they put the girl in The Exorcist and um, Jason from the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Oh Lord. And uh, and and Michael Myers from uh, Halloween. And Michael Myers from Halloween. They put them all on Thorazine. And what? I said, well, hell, <laughs> if they're going to take it, why don't I try it? And I actually went yes. to her and asked her if I could go on Thorazine, and she said yes. And I am now taking the same medicine that the exercise. <laughs> hey, not many people can say that in their life. That's pretty epic. <laughs> that's pretty so, epic. I think it, that's great. And it works. It's it's doing a job. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> listen, good for good for you. Well, the biggest thing from what it sounds like, and just you know, having my own experiences, right, is that this this uh, woman, or is she, yeah, she's a woman, I guess, but yep, um, yep, it's that she's treating you like an individual, and she's yeah. not treating you like you're stupid. You know what I mean? Yes, She's exactly. This is, yeah, exactly. Like, it's so condescending when you're sitting there and they act like you've never heard of a medication and they don't allow you to even have a voice in your treatment. And at one point, and I think I've talked about this maybe on your show before, I was done with it. You know, they don't give people with mental illness a chance to have their own voice and say, wait a minute, like, I'm your client. Like, no offense, but, you know, you're working for me a little bit. And I know that's, like, a little bit messed up in some ways, but we're not treated like that. We're not treated like that. So I think that's the biggest thing is that, you do your research and she treats you like an individual and you know yourself better than anybody. So she's going to put, you know, she's going to trust you and that changes the game with your, your mentality about yourself too. Mm -hmm. It's gotten to a point now where, you know, usually I dread going to the doctor. I dread getting ready and going out anywhere. And, you know, I said right now we're on video appointments, but we'll be back going to see her in person eventually and she's the one doctor that I've had that I don't dread going to see yeah. you know I feel yeah. heard she's um, kind she's compassionate just, yeah she's compassionate empathetic yeah it's just I, I just feel so lucky and now that I'm thinking about it I should do something but but the thing you. is yeah. the fact the fact that we even have to say right we're so lucky it's crazy yeah. you uh-huh. know it's like yes. oh my god guys you know I got a golden ticket you know like I actually yeah. found a doctor that wants to help me and doesn't treat me like a number and you know it's like when you're thinking when that's a rare story to hear. When it comes to an illness, a condition, however you want to refer to it, um, that's 
a huge indicator that there's a problem. And it's a problem that for, for sure. some reason we're not acknowledging. Yeah. Definitely. Agreed. I yeah, I would have to agree with you there. Yeah. That was my little So we're gonna we're we're gonna change things up. Because you wrote a book. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, indeed. by the I way. Did. <laughs> I did. Your I book wrote a called. book. You did. Had a girl. Well done you, as they say <laughs> in Britain. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the book is called <laughs> The Truth About Broken, The Unfixed Version of Self-Love. Where did the inspiration for it come from? Uh, So the inspiration, well, first off, it's always been, you know, it was a secret dream of mine since I was a kid, but I always wanted to publish a book. Uh, The motivation, though, really behind it and the timing that I did it is once I, you know, gained, uh, you know, a decent following, I was able to really get an idea of what was going on in the community, and I saw the problem with how people were on this road to fixing themselves and not being allowed to live as a person, not allowed to live as who they are and trying to um, they're not I saw that people with mental illness had the right to self-love completely taken away from them the minute they received a diagnosis. Um, Mm -hmm. And that really bothered me um, because we throw this word self-love around, but we don't really know what it means. It's referring to, you know, uh, healing yourself when I don't really believe that. And when I saw that in the community, I knew that I had to step up and finally release the book where I shared stories and my quotes with the intent to empower and individuals with mental illness. And without mental illness, I also wanted people, I want people to hear a different side of what happens in our lives and who we are and, and the beauty of us. I mean, so that was the real motivation is, Uh, to get it finally put together and out there because I think every person with mental illness has about 50 books on their Google doc, you know, like waiting there. Mm -hmm. But I put it together because I saw the struggling, not only with people with mental illness, but with people that just have struggled with their mental health or um, struggle with emotions. And I said, um, it's time to get this done. It's game time. That's that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. You know that that's Thanks. and that that's that's a cool thing too. Is you you see that with a lot of people in our community is you know because we all have different perspectives, we all have different points of view. We all see different things that we feel need addressing mm-hmm. or need the spotlight shown on them, and the fact that you had that for you and that's how the book came about that's that's great you know because uh, that's that's going to be so beneficial for for people and that that is something that falls by the wayside is you know uh, our ability to love ourselves and find value in ourselves and you know be able to say well yeah i i suffer from this but i am more than this you know Absolutely. and 
you know, I said that years ago when Beck and I got together, you know, yeah, she suffers with bipolar disorder and anxiety and all this stuff, but that doesn't define her. That's just a part of who she is. And, you know, being able to, to recognize that in ourselves is, you know, paramount. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we, that's in, in the, like what you first said, right. Is I love the advocates, uh, you know, obviously including you guys, because we all play a very different role, like in what we're, the way that we're going about it in our messages. Like there's so many elements that need to be recognized with mental health. And I do believe that a lot of advocates, we've kind of taken our own little role in what we're really focusing on. And this is where I feel like, because let me tell you something, I don't even know how to write a petition. I don't even know how to speak. Like when I have friends that are advocates, they're on the the political side and that because they're really educated in that area thing. I can't Mm -hmm. do that. You know, I'm not going to thrive there and, and do my best as an advocate in that area, but they will. Like this this, yeah. I, this area, and I think that's a really powerful thing. It yeah, is. For sure. It is, absolutely. You know, um, you find <clears throat> what suits you, and that's the avenue that you go about. You know, for us, it's the podcast and it's you know bringing awareness to that's right. different types of, of mental illness and talking about it and shining a light on it that's um, right. and putting the hashtag out you know and that's in for back it's her writing and her blog and her book that's you know and we all find different <clears throat> things that speak to us that mm-hmm. we feel passionate about you know and you know that helps make us all more than you know what we suffer from oh my gosh beyond i mean we're world changers that's really like together we are and it's time and and that's that's a beautiful you know that's a beautiful thing it really is it really really is where can our listeners get your book yeah, so um, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, it's uh, in Kindle, and it's, um, you know, uh, it's in paperback and stuff. It's um, The paperback, it's only nine ninety nine. Not that I had to say that, but I sound like a car salesman. It's like, hey, you know, meet me in the lot. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. It's but wait, there's Amazon. more. Exactly. It's on Amazon and it's called The Truth About Broken. So, you know, I hope anybody that reads it um, uh, connects with it in their own way. Like I said, it's a book that was not just made, obviously, for people with mental illness because I wanted to bring people without mental illness into the conversation, but it's based on my life with mental illness. So it's this subtle way of people of reducing stigma by people reading it that don't live with mental illness, they're able uh, to relate 
to the fact that, oh, we're not so different. Because, like, you know, I mean, we are in many ways, but people think we're just, like, way out there, okay? <laughs> like, they have no yeah. comprehension. Um, but, it, oh, you asked me where it was. How did I even get into that? But the thing is, is that, yeah, Amazon. <laughs> I, like, went off into my own wonderland kind of. Oh no, you're fine. Oh no, you're good. <laughs> good. So what's next for you? Uh yeah. Oh my gosh, I've got like let me see on my Hannah's things to do with the rest of her life list. There's about eighty million things. I think the <laughs> next big thing is that well, I'm going to act. I'm going to be releasing another book. It's going to be a poetry and quote collection with custom art. Um, and that will be coming at the end of the summer. I'm releasing a children's book. That will be really fun. And then I think the next big project for me is that I want to start getting a little bit more out there. Um, I think you guys know that like when you're really, well, I know you struggle, um, with agoraphobia, Rebecca, but I think you'll understand as well that you're trying to build yourself and build a career out of becoming an advocate and it kind of keeps you in. You've got to just be hustling. And so the next thing I want to do is I want to get something a little bit more tangible. Like you guys have the podcast. I want to get something more concrete. So I think I'm going to start doing series of videos that really explore mental illness. Um, and then I also, uh, so I want to start doing, I'm going to release a video series at some point and, um, I, I want to get something more tangible where I'm out in public and I'm still trying to kind of figure out exactly what that is. Uh, but when I do, I'll hit you on that Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'd love to have you back on again. Yes. Yeah. We want to highlight everything that you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, no. um, But, yeah, yeah. So, uh, geez, you know what? I was going to – there's – yeah, there's a lot I'm trying to do. Yeah, there's a lot going on. (laughs) I I would love to start a foundation, but I don't think that's going to come for a longer time. But I would like to establish something, right? where people with mental illness have a space where they can creatively express themselves, uh, whether that be through book writing and publishing or something else, because I think that's a game changer when you can get your truth out there. So yeah, I'm on that manifestation line. Yeah. Yeah. That would, and that would be huge too. You know, it's <clears throat> especially you mentioned publishing. That was one thing we ran into you know, a few years back when we were trying to get Beck's book published was, you know, all these hoops that people had to jump through. You had to have a literary agent. You had to have oh. this. You had to have that. And you had to, you know, hope and pray that, you know, they would actually like what you wrote. And, you know, act, we were actually told by one publisher that they had shut down the division that her book would have fallen under. Oh. Which was like after uh, after months <clears throat> of telling me that they were going to publish it. Yeah. Oh, that's, so. That's awesome. Yeah, and and so we finally, 
got it to a point now where we've got, you know, we, we publish it ourselves and, you know, it, for us, it's, it's a lot less of a point of frustration insofar as having to rely on people that don't necessarily know what they're doing um, without getting too specific, you know, but I I think that there is a niche for that where, you know, if, if one of us stepped up and started publishing works that our colleagues in the mental health community were writing, you know, that, that might be, that might lead to something huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I'm glad you said that because that's kind of the next thing I want to now that I've gotten to like a decently stable place, uh, you know, as far as my, what we're doing here is that what happens next, right? You say what, and now Mm -hmm. um, I'm at a time and I, I don't know, I I turned 30 and I actually feel like I'm coming into my youth. Sorry, Joe. I know this is like the worst thing (laughs) I could say, (laughs) but yeah, but the thing was is that I feel like it's time to start the process of building something that's going to last as regarding uh, people with mental illness. And that is an area that I want to explore because it's so important and it's messed up that they did that to you, Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's what's their name. It's you know, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. I've forgotten it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, we've we've been able to move on now, and yeah, and it's not quite such an issue. But uh, yeah. So fill us in on your social media, where people can get a hold of you if they would like to chat with you. Okay, so yeah, I am a grammar. Love the gram. I love it. I mean, it's just, I think we all have our area, like of social media that we thrive in. Um, and it's at Hannah D. Bloom. Um, you know, it's my name, Hannah, and then D, and then Bloom. And um, I just started getting active on Twitter again, literally yesterday. I started following like a sick amount of people and have started uh, <laughs> posting. It's at Hannah D. Blum as well, same as my Instagram. And then my Facebook is at Halfway to Hannah. Um, It's still based kind of off of my blog. But, yeah, that's where you can um, find me. And I'm a writer, and I share quotes and poems. It's, like, kind of my thing. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Hit me Um, up. Sounds good. That's great. Yeah. Well, oh. really quickly, we've got a little extra time. We thought we were running low, but we've got a little bit of extra time. Would you mind um, giving us what your uh, briefly what your advice would be to someone that was newly diagnosed bipolar? Absolutely, um, because right, you want to give other people the words that you needed to hear. The number one mm-hmm. thing I would say before anything is get involved with your community. And when I say that, it doesn't mean, I think people have this idea that that means jumping out, you know, side and saying, hey, I've got bipolar, like, let me, or, or you know, I suffer from depression. 
but I mean, really start getting active on researching your diagnosis, looking for blogs, podcasts, where people with mental illness are speaking up, following them on social media, because the first the foundation, in my opinion, and maybe like um, Rebecca and Joe, you have a different one, but the foundation of, of getting treatment, of getting, living a good life with mental illness, I believe, is acceptance and embracing. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not saying you have to be like, oh, my gosh, I love being depressed, but in the sense of empowered. <laughs> You know, like, of course, like, I I don't ever want to glamorize it, but it's just with the intent that I do believe empowerment and embracing and accepting and being around your peers is what helps you see where you can go in life. And when you get a diagnosis, you don't get a pamphlet from a doctor or a counselor. Have you ever been told, like, even remotely hinted to by anybody that you had the power as someone living with mental illness to to thrive in life, whether that be career-wise? No, you don't. You feel alone. You feel ashamed. And you have to get involved with your peers so that you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is okay. Like, uh, you know, I can, like, I, I can accept it. I can move on from that at this point. So, that would be my advice. And then the other thing from that is once you build that foundation, be assertive with treatment. Mm-hmm. Be assertive. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Search and yeah, go take, and. <clears throat> take the bull you know. by horns. Yep. And that's my advice. Welcome to the club. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is good advice. Well, Hannah, stay on the line. Um, we are going to finish out the show with where are you going to run to now? By Matt Van Foss. And we'll see you guys next week. No, we won't. No, we won't. It's no, 4th of July. It's 4th of July, and we we're taking a week off. We will not be doing a show 4th of yeah, July. Sorry about that. Okay. Happy Independence Day. So we'll see you guys Thank in two guys weeks. Uh, have a great holiday. And thanks for being on the show. And uh, we'll see you guys thanks. around the way. Can't stop, we gonna run